You're tacky and I hate you. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Ready. And I'm Seth. And this is Fools. Wait. This is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the <laughs> observant Osnard. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Al. Steve. Al. Um, what have I been up to? So, I have been editing my fucking balls off. So, Yay! this, the, as I said last week, there's there was f- like a, a dozen shy of 500 clips for this project. Um, and that was with uh, advice of Brett long ago, editing in camera, keeping it tight, you know, saving time on the edit editing suite by being smart with the camera. And there's hmm. still 500 clips to go through. Um, what I'm doing is I'm getting better in editing in terms of uh, making little bins. So for different parts of the project, you put, you put all your footage into different bins mm. and that's made life a hell of a lot easier. Uh, and then lots of nesting, Brett. So I remember you enlightening me to the, to the beauty of nesting in premiere game changer. Um, and it's done. The edit is done now. <clears throat> I just got to do the voiceover, but there's 42 parts to this video. Oh my God. So genuinely, if this was like, if I was an actual YouTuber and I was doing this for the fucking game, this could be 42 separate videos oh <laughs> legitimately. <God. laughs> and each of them are chapters of a project that, that are an entirely different thing. So building an extension, uh, building a router sled, uh, Flattening oh a slab, <laughs> welding <laughs> a, a chain hoist into the rafters, and all of them are like legitimately projects in their own right. And there's yeah. forty, there's forty two of them. Um, <clears throat> so the challenge is getting that. I've got it down to like twenty four minutes at the moment. <laughs> so basically, they're not all equal. Um, some, yeah, some chapters are, are more equal than others. But essentially, it's like thirty seconds per per project. <laughs> so it's like watching the video it's like I'm, I'm trying to make it watchable so it's not just like yeah. a crazy like fast forward but mm. it's like watching you know when people do project videos but they do like a short form to put on say instagram or facebook yeah mm-hmm. kind of plays like that so it's like like an like if bob like i like to make stuff like oh um i'll put a short version on facebook so people can just like quickly absorb me it's making 24 like, minutes long lightsaber, but it's 24 minutes long and <laughs> But it's. I think it's going to work because there's so much happening that it's not boring. So yeah. you're not get. It's not just loads of stuff being sanded. You know, like oh, here's somebody else fucking flattening a slab. Like everyone's yeah. seen the someone flat slab. I'm not going to add anything to that conversation. So the the actual flattening of the slab bit, although it took me a day, it's like 30 seconds in the video. Yeah, because mm. you're like the second you see a router pass over, it's like. All right, I get it. That's what you're going to yeah. do for the next four and a half meters on both sides on both slabs. So, eighteen meters of <laughs> of slab action of, 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 of a router going backwards and forwards uh, half an inch. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, I'm not going to work out how many passes that is. Um, Lots. So, yeah. So, lots. Of, in, I'm literally just finished before we got, jumped on this. Um, I need to do the voiceover, and then hopefully. There's a lot of color grading to do because I was stupidly using two different fucking cameras and two different oh, lenses, nice. um, both of which do not handle white balance in the same way, <laughs> probably because one's <laughs> ten, 10 years older than the other one. Um, so I've got to go in and grade it and then do the voiceover, but then hopefully that's it. I've done all the like 
<clears throat> animation and editing and stuff, so everything's done. All the hard work, all the grafting. That's me. And also nice. fixed. So I did some, I've been a plumber. So I've been like uh, my first time um, soldering. Is that the right word? Yeah. Cop, yeah. Copper pipes. There you go. So yeah, never done that before. That was fun. Fixing leaks and search. Show. Pipe, not the solder. Exactly. And clean it, clean it, clean it, clean it, clean it, clean it. Oh, so much flux. Yeah. Yes. Nice. That's me. That's grand. That was a lovely week. That's not what I mean at all. Yeah. That was like a fucking intense week. Uh, that sucks. Um, but well, I'm no, looking forward was, to seeing the video. That was, that, was, that was just yesterday and today, Steve. Okay. <laughs> I, I got to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Uh, Brett, what about you? Hey. Hey. Um, I finished the sculpture holder display stand situation and got that video up, which I was quite chuffed with um al you, you say you're channeling some of my inner thoughts i had the uh had the same moment when i was doing the edit on my video because i started to realize how long the video was and then watched it back a couple of times and obviously yeah. on my old computer it just took forever to, to like <laughs> color grade a little bit and then try and watch it back and go oh, fuck, like everything's chopping up you know and yeah uh, processors having a hard time but Finally got it uh, sorted out and then did a little pre-render on it and was just like, oh my God, it's 18 minutes or something like that <laughs> for something that is not really that substantial in terms of size. But I, I, I don't know. I had just watched it too, just to be like, is this too long? Like, tell me, <laughs> tell don't me where I can She wants it to be like two minutes. Well, yeah. <laughs> No, no, she even, and she knew the approach, you know, I was trying to be, it was this kind of creative process. I tried out a lot of things on that, which I didn't necessarily explain in the video, but it's like, all of these are first times I, you make a leaf, you can blacksmith the leaf, so be it, no problem, been there, done that, but all these connections, like I mm -hmm. had to call Chris Cash to ask for some sculptural smithing advice, and it was just like, I don't understand how to do this thing. And if I pin it and I was going to do this removable, like the top leaf was going to be removable so that right. you could set the piece in there and then kind of lock it in. Uh, I wondered if it was like sprung to, to hold it. But the, but see, that's what I talked to Chris about. And he yeah. goes, well, you know, look, these little spindly arms that are coming out of it. He was like, the whole thing's going to spring open. He was just like, like over, you know, close it tighter than it needs to be. And then just let it grab it as you as you kind of like pull it open. So he goes, just weld it. Just why are you overthinking it? I'm like, because <laughs> have you ever met me? Like, that's how this goes. And so nice conversation there. Like, cruise through it. Really enjoyed how it looks. Um, the base plate is way overkill on it. Like, I could have gone half that size. Uh, and it still would have served the function. But it's the plate I had on hand. Um, John, the gentleman who I'm working with on this long fossil project, was absolutely delighted and sent me a lot of really really nice thoughts and feelings about how it turned out um which is good because he's effectively my my client <laughs> and i want him to like the things that i'm doing but there was very little guidance given when the whole project started anyways it was just he showed me a couple of pieces that he had tried to work on when he was getting into smithing he wasn't really happy with how they turned out and then he kind of just didn't want to do the the smithing work anymore uh so it was very open-ended in terms of what my approach was going to be he's happy with it and i've got 
you know, loads more to do going forward. So feel good about how that all went. Cool. Did the podcast with Jeff, which I thought was hilarious. And I have not talked about the Africa trip TV <laughs> show thing in forever, which like. Again, it's weird because every week when I do thumbnails, I have to troll through your Facebook to find pictures of you. So I always get reminded of the Africa trip every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, always in my Jeff, head. Jeff was the one; he posted the little Instagram thing uh, announcing that the episode was up, and they were all photos that I'd never seen. Right, I didn't know where he got them from, and he goes, "Oh, there's a Facebook page for that show." And I went, "Oh, okay. Well, just another thing that I wasn't aware of." <laughs> um, it was really good, though. I mean, it was fun. I I think Jeff is really doing a brilliant job with the show. So I. Had a great time. I get to join the annals of the fantastic people that have been on that show, including Steve. And soon, Alex Pohl, which Jesus Christ, I'm so excited for. I, I have no idea why, but I just feel like Alex is going to be brilliant to listen to. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Um, I did not receive anything from the technician, which is the phone call I'm waiting on for the cabin stuff. It should be soon. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers but based on how everything else has gone, this this phone call or email from the te technician is supposed to be the final uh, hurdle before I can start building and, and physically working on stuff inside the cabin space. Um, and I think, you know, I got a list of, of two do's or two builds on the place. Some of it, I think, is a bit easier in terms of dealing with, like, the exterior which just requires, mm. you know, like go get some gravel and fill up the bed right. of my truck and pour like a little yeah. uh, driveway situation. Or I have to do some trenching and some water management for when it does rain out here because the amount of wind windswept sand has started to eke in on uh, some of the walls and cause some damage and stuff. So there's like all of these things that I, I have to kind of wait to pull the trigger on for this phone call or whatever from the technician i don't even know what technician means in this capacity it's like are they going to call me and talk to me about voltage and power needs or are they talking to me about money that i owe for permits or something I, technician seems like such a nebulous title to give this person that is supposedly going to tell me when i can start uh aside from that um a little bit of cleanup recently uh, amidst everything else, just trying to keep things in better order and uh, really try and get the, the forge space dialed in. Like ever since I built the new work table, I've got, you know, a couple more feet of space. And Tim Cunningham was nice enough to send me like a hammer and tong rack that I have yet to set up, which is going to help with some organization. I got a couple of things from an antique store that was closing down yesterday. We went on a little day adventure, uh, got some wrought iron from some old ice tongs and a couple little organization bits. And then my favorite pull of the day was the three gigantic steel, solid steel balls. They're <laughs> perfect spheres. And I was actually looking for some a couple of months ago when Steve and Alex were doing their coffee scoops. Imagine if you filled, filled some dollies and went to the trouble of doing that and then you found some actual <laughs> solid ones. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's it's so silly too. You know, I, I remember even talking to Steve. I was like, I really just want to try this this dishing and, and raising texturing mm -hmm. that you guys are doing. It's just a fantastic uh, 
aesthetic, you know, to, to, it's just Alex slamming these giant spears <laughs> into steel and dishing them out in, in like their little fullering tools and whatnot. But looking at things online to get a three or four inch solid steel ball bearing was like a couple hundred dollars. I was like, well, that's outrageous. <laughs> they sold them to me for $8 a piece yesterday. I was like, wow, what a fucking steal. I almost feel bad about this, but <laughs> they were going out of business and no one else even cared to pick them up because they've been having the sale for multiple weekends now and I snagged them. So new things in the future, Al, I also think it's going to help with a little bit of the uh, FMA stuff nice. in the future, which is still on the to-do list. I feel bad that it's taking this much time, but you also took like two years to finish the armor. So I still feel like I'm on pace to finish this thing in a, in a good uh, time. Anyway, that's it for me. Just a lot of little bits and bobs going around. feel like it's been a good uh, week in terms of just being productive, getting a cool video out. Nice. Uh, the, the reason I said I was channeling you is when I looked at the length of time on the video, I was just like, I don't care. There's so many steps to this little thing and I'm not going to, pretend that I knew exactly what I was doing and everything flowed perfect. Like the texturizing that I tried to do in the video on the base plate. That was Chris Cash making a suggestion. It was a great suggestion. I did not execute it properly. <laughs> so it's nothing against Chris. It is totally me not having the, uh, the right setup to achieve the goal. But I don't mind after your conversation a few weeks back, Al, it's like I, I stopped caring about the length of the video. I'm not trying to play this. I keep it, keep it 10 minutes. Cause you got to keep everybody's <laughs> attention span. Like I have my YouTube studio app on my phone and they've started a few months back. It gives you like a little note on your performance on the yeah. main page. Mm -hmm. Straight up. First time I've ever seen this before, but it says, uh, your viewership is lower than usual, but people are watching longer. Like, <laughs> thanks, YouTube. <laughs> Does that even Yay. No one, no one's really watching it, but the people that are seem to be watching it longer. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that, yeah. YouTube. You're the best. Fuck them. I like how that video turned out. It's so quiet and subtle, and I enjoyed it. So I'm well proud of it. Good. I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's kind of the main thing, isn't it? It's it is. Fuck everyone else. It's just and do what you want to do. I, I can only assume that you guys don't do this kind of crap because you hate me. But if if you look at the comments section or the amount of stuff that I've gotten from Instagram, like people sending me DMs and everything, oh my god, like insanely supportive and and very very nice comments on how the piece turned out. Right? It's it's not that it's this crazy rocket science level or or Max Randolph level of sculptural work, but. The amount of nice messages I've received from people in the comments section of that video is I don't care if the views aren't there. Like the people <laughs> that watch it are really happy and, and they like it. And I've received more messages about this specific thing than I probably have any other build that I've done <laughs> in months. So well nice. happy. Yeah. Good. That's it. Steve, That's it. I want to know what you've been up to because I've seen a couple of things going on on the instagram post who was in your shop the other day so well the, the week's been a, a busy one because 
we were still dealing with the fallout of uh, the uh, sorted food thing, um, basically fucking over our um, plans for the next couple of weeks. So uh, we were playing catch up with that. Um, so it meant that Al and Joe were busy forging axes whilst I was running around doing everything else um, and getting everything else sorted. Um, so we did that. Uh, and it was just a lot of uh, the copper work again and, and bits like that. And and basically getting it to the point where everything's ready. We just need some time on the power hammer to uh, get some more stuff sorted, which has been a bit of an ongoing issue recently. The fact that we've now got uh, more Smiths than we've got um, equipment for. Uh, <laughs> so... It's it's not too bad most of the time, but when it is a problem, it's it kind of like puts a real damper on things because it means that then everyone's just kind of like, oh well, I can't really do it. I can't progress anywhere or do anything until um, this is sorted. So uh, we have a new power hammer arriving on Monday, uh, so tomorrow or two, two days ago, depending on when you listen to this. Um, so yeah, uh, that's going to be good. So we're rearranging the workshop Monday morning to accommodate it, um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be going. Power hammers, five five power hammers. Yes, Brett. There's a power hammer at the fossil man's facility that just Ooh. was delivered. It is his, and it is yeah. a fifty pound little giant. Nice. And I think I'm going to get to work on it here soon. Nice. <laughs> cool. I'm just. I'm really excited. I didn't. I didn't tell you yeah. about that, but uh, I think you're going to end up getting quite a few messages from me about <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do I do with this thing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, th- this is just. It's another. Uh, it's the same Ang Yang as we've already got. Um, it's the slightly newer version of it, but it's still like the little baby one. Um, which is uh, 15 kilos, I think, um, or 20 kilos, something like that. It's small. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to make a world of difference because it means that we're not going to have to, if, well, for a start, it means that Joe and Alex can both make axes at the same time. And if they need to use the power hammers, they can. But it also means that if Joe's in making axes or doing whatever with the power hammer then me or jimmy can jump in and use the other power hammer to make handles and and do everything else so it just means that we're going to be a lot more efficient um which is good because at the moment we cannot keep up with demand um which is a a good problem to have Um, very good problem to have yeah unless you're just Uh, incredibly lazy (laughs) so that's where the problem is um, but uh, if I know anything about Joe, he's just lazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that w- that was good. But obviously, with everything that's been going on with the workshop recently, we haven't done a lot in the in the way of YouTube, just because it's not been high up on Al's priority list. We've got mm-hmm. half a film in the camera ready to go. Um, but we need to film the the purpose side of it, so going off and and doing some stuff with uh, with one of the chefs, and that's all lined up, and we should be doing that next week. Um, but because we had that ready to go, but not really, like, there, there was nothing really done with it. So there was this weird kind of thing of Al going like, "Well, we've 
we've got that video, so we don't really need to film another one. And oh, I don't know if we can really uh, afford to put the time in and, and all of this, because right. obviously time is a big problem for us at the moment. Um, but then uh, Thursday this week, we had uh, Mike from uh, TA Outdoors, which I always thought was TA as in Territorial, Ar- Territorial Army. Oh, is it which not? Is like, no. All oh, right. That, so TA is like our um, uh, our like reserves forces sort of thing, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually supposed to be totally awesome, um, which I'm not sure if that's better or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Mike came in, and Mike's channel is huge. He's got some brilliant videos up there, lots of kind of like slow TV sort of stuff, um, and he came and he made some bits for a future video um there is a good chance that there's going to be a lot more um collaboration with him soon um unfortunately we only found out uh last week that he lives in yeovil um which is like i i can spit at yeovil from here and um and that's pretty much all yeovil's good for um but he's moving away or he's moving back to Hampshire or wherever it is he's from in uh six weeks. So nobody knows where these places are, Steve. I know. I don't even know where these places are. Um but yeah, so he's moving away again. So that's a bit of a downer. The fact that he's been living down here for a year and as soon as we actually connect, he's now moving away. Um but it was really good. We had uh lots of fun conversations about uh YouTube and all of that sort of stuff. So now Al is really like he's got renewed enthusiasm and invigorated and he wants to make a thousand different YouTube videos again now, <laughs> oh, uh, so good. which, which is great. Uh, except the fact that by the time we get around to actually having the time to, it, I just hope he's still got that enthusiasm. Um, and got to play with, uh, Mike's camera as well. Um, did a little bit of filming for him, uh, which was fucking ace because it was really nice getting to play with a modern camera and made me realize <laughs> just quite how shit my one is um so we we keep talking about upgrading the equipment that we've got um but al has a very small number that he wants to spend in mind and everything that i'm looking at everything modern that i'm looking at is quite expensive um and getting to play with uh with mike's meant that actually i was like actually i don't need to upgrade to like current gen um dslr even if it's two gens back that's still way more powerful than what oh, i yeah. have like five years ago it was a massive leap in yeah in what uh, the dslr can do like mid-range yeah. so um i might uh might be putting together a few ideas for a like second hand um nice. dslr that it just means that it gives us a bit of a boost with quality but it also means we can put a uh, a mic on the actual camera so I can have an external oh, yeah. mic so that I can oh, actually record audio whilst we're doing stuff and things like that as well. So fingers crossed that will happen and it will be good. Um, but yeah. And yeah. I, I, sorry, I don't mean to jump in on you before you finish, but is there has there ever been a discussion, now that you guys are doing YouTube stuff full-time or high priority, but you know this, that there's there's ways to optimize the production workflow too so it becomes yeah. less of a burden and it doesn't have to be like all of this time doesn't have to be dedicated because you're jumping through a bunch of hoops just to get the videos out. Like if you can optimize the way that you're doing the filming as as well as the work, then 
obviously it becomes a little bit easier. I'm sure you're aware of that, but yeah, like having onboard sound or or having some of your equipment be a little bit more up to snuff. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a conversation we've had a few times. Um, it it I think for us the the onboard onboard sound isn't hugely important because we're because of the style of film that we do. Um, we don't record the voiceover with the camera, so that's not that's a huge fair. issue. Okay, um, but with some of the stuff that's coming up in the very near future, that might change. Um, so it's kind of going, right, actually, this is probably worth investing in now so we can um, produce those films later. And also, like I say, it's little things like the fact that straight out of the camera, uh, the colour on um, that from what Mike was filming was worlds better than what I'm able to achieve with mine after sitting and doing fucking four hours of colour grading. Um, So, yeah, it's... I think it, it it's allowed me to realize that actually I don't need to go for current gen. And it's also made Al realize that I'm not talking bollocks. There is a very good reason for upgrading <laughs> gear soon sort of thing. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will all happen soon. Uh, we've got a load more video stuff coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks as well. Um, one is uh, the the film that I was talking about earlier on. Uh, the other is a film going up on someone else's channel, but we're being asked to produce it, um, which is good fun. Nice. Um, and like I say, at some point we'll be doing some more stuff with Mike from TA. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, it's been, it's been a good week. Uh, and yesterday I went to the beach. It's fucking awesome. I was going to um, say, it doesn't sound like a regular week, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, not compared to a year or two ago when we first met you guys at the Forge, I feel like things have shifted so much because of social media and YouTubery and stuff. I I feel like I don't know. I'm just so hopeful for you guys continuing to grow, but producing such high quality stuff, so you're able to stay with your high quality. Yeah, but you don't don't, have a production. Line of people just churning this shit out. First time, yeah. I met, first time I met Al, I remember he was like, "So, are you one of their makers?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now he's like fully embracing it. And yeah. yeah, I just remember being told to make a nail in a minute, and I was like, "I got that in spades, no problem." <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, I was like, "It looks like shit, but I got it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the thing with uh, with the collaboration with Mike, that's that was something that was pre us being on YouTube. That's been going on for a little while. Um, like the conversation's been going back and forth. Um, so that's good. Uh, but the video stuff is a lot of it is dealing with companies that we were already kind of like had dealings with and had arrangements with. It's just the fact that we've we're now able to offer other services on top of what we were already doing. Um, and I think that's kind of been a good thing for us is just being able to expand what we can offer and yeah. and keep that kind of level of quality um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that segues beautifully into <laughs> the topic. Uh, Brett, do you want to introduce the topic since it's your idea? Because um, you're going to do it better than I will. 
Uh, I probably won't, but I'll <laughs> do my best to explain what I was thinking. So I believe I mentioned this on the last podcast or big catch up podcast. Um, I feel like I've been having a few discussions with people recently, or uh, at least I'm being reminded of some conversations I had in the past where the the idea that you can watch a YouTube video and uh, be educated by it or, you know, seek out these tutorial videos um, and then translate that into a build or a project that you're working on. Um, I think there is a separation in, I, I don't want to say personality, but I think there are certain people that can really uh, ingest something like that, like visual media. And even the, if, even if they are not in the same space or being told in more of a, a schoolroom dynamic, they're able to translate that and then put those skills to use to finish the project that they're working on or, or add something to it. And then I meet other people who... It's either, you know, I guess a different level of it would be the regurgitation aspect where you didn't really put a lot of thought into it. You just, you followed the steps, almost like a cooking show. You know, you just add this, add this, add this, you come up with this. All well and good, but you're, you're following the steps to end up with the product. And then I think there is another level of person that has a much harder time doing that and needs the hand-on, hands-on aspect of learning i know we've talked about learning and education and the the school systeming and everything like that a lot in the past but uh i wanted to specifically get you know steve who's worked with uh up let's see amateur smiths or people that have never done it before teaching those classes on site versus uh the videos that you're producing for the forge where you are showing all of the processes and giving a lot of uh, context to what the piece is and why it's used or how it's used. And have you seen a response from people? I am an example that wants to try those things and is, is actually trying to translate what you guys are doing on those pieces into work in their own mm -hmm. shop. Al, you also deal with coworkers and young folks on a regular basis. Even the events that you had done in the past where you're kind of either, uh, I wouldn't say you're you're in the traditional education sense in some of the stories you've told us in the past, but when you get a new designer that comes through the uh, workspace, you know, is it how much of it is hands on versus like, oh, I learned a lot from watching this YouTube guy, and that's how I learned how to do Illustrator or whatever the hell it is, you know, like where is the separation? What kind of person personality uh, does it seem like? is able to translate through the YouTube space because everything's gone digital and, and schools are doing a lot of online work. Do you feel like it's a, there's advantage. What are the advantages and disadvantages? I mean, just, I just, just talking about schools and the online thing. Like I think the dynamic of the past eight months has massively changed everything. Like mm. I struggle to absorb anything now that isn't short form. So like, sitting and watching a film now is like difficult for me i think because everything's become so like claustrophobic and kind of repetitive um that youtube now is my like my default for for any sort of stimulus yeah because i can i can jump in in relatively short form but to brett's point there's 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 
a million different ways of doing things on YouTube. You watch television, it's very much the same shit and the same format and the same kind of attention span you need, whereas I think YouTube yeah. is delivered in so many different ways. Wow. You can watch like <clears throat> one of Jimmy's videos and it'd be this fast-forward montage of him making something and then within that video there'll be a few little gems that you pick out like oh my god he's made that jig that's really cool or oh he's using spray paint to mark the holes that's genius like you you get to cherry pick something like that that's relatively easy watching yeah and i guess the most the majority of people that watch jimmy's videos are just watching it because it's easy watching you know it's like like you're saying steve like background yeah you know tv slow tv even though ironically it's sped up um <laughs> but the I think YouTube is a great, I know we talk about YouTube, but that's because we're all on YouTube, but I think it's a great means for different ways of learning and different ways of absorbing information because there's so many different styles. So I could watch a food video and within five seconds, I'm like, all right, that's how I did it and I can turn it off. Because mm. I, I I just needed that one thing that I didn't know. Like, oh, I can't quite put my finger on that flavor. What is it? All oh, right, obviously. It's yeah. star and east, right? Boom. Turn the video off. I don't need, I don't, need, you know, I'm done with it. It's, yeah. It sounds a bit like disposable, but like I wasn't watching it for anything other than what's that one flavor that I can't quite pick out. Yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of a, a, that's one of the points I was going to make is the fact that it, it depends entirely on what someone is watching the video for. If it's yeah. someone that's a absolute novice that has <laughs> no idea what they're doing, then yeah, they might need to watch it three or four times before it all sinks in or they might even need to watch it all the way through once and then watch it in stages as they're doing the project to be able to do it but it, yeah i think there are very few projects or sorry project videos that i've ever watched where i've gone i really want to make that exact project mm. normally it's just uh a, a little bit here and there as i mean one of the techniques that they're used and yeah they're like, yeah yeah yeah, like pure inspiration or something like that. Because I think the only one that I can think of that's, that's made me go, oh, shit, I actually really want to do that exact thing was the underbed, uh, like, pulley-out draw video that uh, Average Joe did uh, <laughs> a couple months back. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, it, it's the same with recipes. Quite often I will look at a recipe book, um, read through it, and go, all oh, right, okay, so that's how they do it. Well, I'm I haven't got any of that, so I'm going to use this, and I don't like that, so I'm going to try it with this, and it's it's that um, that jumping off point, but because I have a very basic base knowledge in that field, I'm able to go, okay, yeah, I I I want to add my own flair to this, whereas someone that's never cooked before is a bit more likely to go, right, I'm going to follow this step by step. So I think it a lot of it depends on what the person is trying to get out of it. Absolutely, because on the flip side, <clears throat> something like Black Bear Forge, I can't remember yeah. his name. Oh, John. Ugh. Yeah, like, his, his, yeah, he's great, but his videos are super, like, step-by-step, step, this is how I do it. Yeah. Even, like, breaking up the video, like, next video, I'm going to show you how to make the handle. Video yeah. after that, I'm going to show you how to heat treat it, because that is what his content is for. You can yeah. watch it for entertainment, but, like, I have gone through his videos, and, you know, specifically for things like making blacksmithing tongs. Yeah, it's like this is how you make this style of blacksmithing tongue, from stock flat bar to yeah. putting in the rivet, you know. And it's like everything is step by step to the point where I've gone back and rewound it, yeah, and and, and kind of made note of every single thing in real time, 
Yeah. Because because I I I needed every bit of information in that. Partly because I'm not a blacksmith, but partly because the way he was delivering it, it was almost like a printed sheet of in yeah. order what you do. Um so it it depends on what kind of person you are, it depends on what kind of thing you're watching. It also depends on what you want to get out of it. Like do do I wanna do cutting fucking <clears throat> mortis and tenons for the first time? Yeah. Like I've seen people do it on a table saw and they do this, then they do that, then they do the cheat cut. It kind of makes sense. And then you're doing it by hand and you're like, yeah, I need to work out what order to do this in. <laughs> I'm gonna cut off the bit that I'm not supposed to cut off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we we have um, we've got little postcards uh, uh, in in the workshop that are like the each product we make has a postcard, yes. and it's just what size, uh, like what length you cut the stock to, what type of stock you use, um, and like the basic steps. And some of them are really, really, really basic. It's just like um, cut at this length, use or use this stock, cut at this length. Mm set down at the forge to shape hmm. finish sort of thing and and that's it um but we've actually because we've got new guys coming in and because we know that in the not too distant future there's a chance that we might have to keep expanding um and also going back to some products that we don't make very often but we do make my memory's fucking terrible i can't remember half the mm-hmm. shit that we do um so we've realized that actually we can't just stick with postcards that are that basic we need a little bit more information in it um so because joe who writes most of the postcards and has made most of the products he he cannot write any simpler than that because he doesn't there's so much um like instinctual knowledge that he just he's like i don't I wouldn't think to write that because I don't think about it when I'm doing it. Um, so me and him are kind of working together on a few of them to to put them in like not complete idiot-proof beginner terms, but so that anyone that's got any basic forging skills can come in and go, all right, okay, yeah, I, I can follow that. That's, that's easy enough to do. Um, and the idea is that we want to have that. So we've got uh, a set that we have in the workshop for each product, but also maybe expand on them a little bit if we're teaching a class where we're doing it so that we can give people a sheet of paper that's got all of the instructions on so we can show them the demo but then they've got something they can refer back to as well um when they're actually doing it because i mean so stuff like that is 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 absolutely priceless like i remember first time going in the forge <clears throat> and then even up to the point where we we're, were all making axes just seeing those um little thumbnails on the chalkboard yeah. Of yeah. the different stages of the axe and it's like already your head your brain's starting to tick over of like i need to do yeah. that bit first because that bit gets squished out and then i need to do that bit I'm <laughs> and it, it, little t- you know five little thumbnails yeah and i'm not saying that's enough to know how to make an axe but already in my head i'm understanding them when it translates to alex saying then you do this i'm like oh yeah of course because i've seen what's going to happen yeah i know what's going to come next i think it's the same with 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 you brett um it might have been one of Fader's knives where he draws the little illustrations. Of the, yeah, 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 beautiful. Um, and it just it, it it makes you understand it. It makes you appreciate it. It makes you understand the the the, the person as well. Yeah. So the, the yeah. teacher, you understand their their thought. They're highlighting the the really key points. Hmm. 
Like that, that, I think that's where some people really miss a beat is where they don't know what the key parts, points are if you're trying to learn. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean... Well, okay, so... Sorry, Steve. <laughs> sorry, you carry on. Well, we were, we were chatting about it in the pre-show, um, and it was a really good analogy that you made where uh, there are certain people that can play by ear, whether or not they've put in all this work to learn their instrument of choice so well that they can hear something and probably play it back for you versus the person that really requires sheet music, right? Or can play absolutely anything you give them if you put the notes in front of them. Hmm. Similar to this this thumbnail style, if uh, at least the way that it works for me because I'm such a visually driven person, if I look at Fader's knife drawings and and with the you know relatively minimal knowledge i i feel like i could produce those shapes yeah right because he's he's shown me the process of it and i understand the hammer and anvil enough to know that if i do these things i will probably achieve this goal i also know where a little bit of the nuance comes in in terms of having learned from steve where you cut the blacksmith's knife at this angle that seems counterintuitive and then when you strike the bevel and it actually brings the edge you know back up yeah. and curl around I didn't know any of that stuff. You know, I, I would have never really been able to put that together when I first started smithing. It just seemed like you just banged shapes into the steel and then eventually filed them or, or grinded them to whatever your final shape is. Uh, Ilya's little tutorial using the two by four to, to discuss grain yeah. and how grain works when you're striking the edge of a bevel or, or doing these knife things. All of those visual accompaniments like I would take that 99% of the time over somebody just sitting me down and, and talking me through the process because as much as I feel like I can absorb having a really good conversation about the nuance and the, and the <laughs> process of these things, I am one of those people that like you give me five chalkboard sketches and then let me get after it. And I feel like I will learn the nuance on my own because I, I think I have that skill set that really feeds or uh, that really feeds into uh, finding finding the connecting steps between those key points, right? Uh, I like this idea, or I like this uh, specific thing you brought up, where the the teacher is showing you the key points, and that's that's how you know you're able to take step one through six or whatever. Say it's six drawings. But it is going to be pretty typical in whatever creative works that you're doing or, or if it's building specifically where there's nuance to it, right? Those in-between steps are what you either have to put together yourself or require longer conversations. So they're giving you the bullet points. There's a lot of little sub points in there. Yeah. Um, I like figuring out the connecting steps because i yeah. feel like that teaches me why you do things in the in the way that you do but i i also feel like there are other people that kind of need all of that dialed in for them so i uh one of the things i will say with that is like i i love the idea of of giving someone just like this is step one this is step two this is step three blah 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 and and just saying go at it and giving it to them with no context um and seeing what they come up with but a lot of um a lot of the stuff when when we're teaching we have to teach why that's the next step yeah as in right like like uh like reverse cutting the um 
the blacksmith knife or you know why you don't um strike the taper out like that and why you don't do this and why you don't do that and like the the thing that um Ilya did with the two before like adding that context of of why um it, it's a really important thing for me because it allows people to um to understand why that's the next step and and to not then make mistakes when they're going well well surely that's easier if i just do it like this and going off and, and doing it in a different way um and not realizing why that affects it until like especially with blacksmithing it's it's one of those things where you know you make a mistake at, at stage two and you it doesn't the repercussions don't come true until like stage 15 sort of thing like mm-hmm. it's you, it's one of those things where you do have to think um ahead and like woodworking's the same like if uh if you were to give me a, a block of wood and a plane and say right this is the shape it is now this is the next stage i want you to get it to go at it okay uh okay i guarantee you I would, yeah <laughs> exactly like i i guarantee you because i've done it before i'd end up putting the um the iron on the plane too far down and trying to take too much off at a time mm. i'd have it set at completely the wrong angle it'd be wonky and i wouldn't really know why and you know i'd be going cross grain rather than with the grain or whatever the fuck it is you do like i I, because i don't know why you do those things i think for me like understanding why and being able to communicate why you do things is a really important thing but it's being able to do it in a way that doesn't come across as um as condescending or teaching people to to suck eggs Um, I, i think i think i think there's a there's a decision to make though because you're right it's not about that that patronizing like yeah this is why <clears throat> i think when you're in that position and you are teaching someone and brett it was back to your earlier question around like designers and stuff some people do need to know why some yeah. people do not give a fuck and at the risk of being incredibly sexist it's usually boys and girls <laughs> men like to know how things work and they like to understand the workings of things and they, they often get more involved if they know the reason why something happens where some people just want to understand the outcome like oh that's what's going to happen if i do it this way and they're two very different approaches to learning and to teaching yeah and it makes the difference between having to explain something or having to show something or having to um cherry pick the little key milestones like Mm. and then this happened and then the yorkshire puddings rose and then you know (laughs) and then the steel was hard after we yeah. treated it, you know, <clears throat> or going into like, this is why, all oh, right. Like, I don't believe you until you tell me why. Yeah, little, yeah. Ki- little kids are the same. I'm not going to trust you until you tell me why. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a divide in like that, that, that volume of knowledge and also the, the, the bits that you have to pick out. And that, that in itself is an art form. Like Brett, the, those five steps on a fader illustration <clears throat> might be great to me, might be great to you, but to someone else, they might be missing the the the, the massive penny drop moment where they go, "All oh, right, uh. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely." I, I think, especially with something like that, is because you're already it, again. It goes back to that thing of having that base knowledge and knowing the context in which those things are, are done and why they're spread out, and mm. you know how this goes from that to that. Like, I think because you already have that um, that kind of assumed knowledge, that's yeah. why it 
makes it a lot easier for you. Like I, the reason I was laughing when you uh, said about um, the boys versus girls thing is one of the things we uh, we were actually saying on um, Thursday when Mike was in is the fact that by and large we we have about a thirty percent uptake uh, of of women on the um, blacksmithing courses, and by and large they are the best students every time yeah. um, because. <laughs> They they listen. They they listen to the why. The blokes tend to just watch what shapes you're making, see how hard you're hitting, and go, yeah, fuck it, I'll give that a go. Yeah, I know. Whereas, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas the women go, oh, so that's why you're doing it like that. Okay, right. Okay, that that, that, that makes more sense. And they go right. they go ahead and do that. And I think having that context um, and that kind of assumed knowledge is is a really important thing because to me, the vast majority of um, maker videos on youtube are not instructional they are not at all even when it's a step-by-step this is how i built this thing it's not an instructional video it's it's showing you the process of um how that one person made that one thing yeah it's not done in a way that someone who had never done it can can do it i mean a lot of bob's videos are, are very good for it mm-hmm. for for like if you've never approached it like he's showing you how to do each little stage um but the main reason to me that they're not instructional is because they don't go into the um, I, I, would, I would argue that even bob's stuff isn't it's yes yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's incredibly accessible but it's yeah i like to make stuff this is yeah. how i made this thing yeah not not you know, and, and he's very polite and very calm and very good at delivering information, but they're not yeah. tutorials. No, because if you, if, you had, if you had no idea and try to follow one of them, you'd, you'd be stuck at the first hurdle. Yeah, because it, it's again, because it's got that kind of assumed knowledge. It's like, well, if you like to make stuff, then you probably already know all this. <laughs> yeah. And you're not and, watching this because you don't like to make stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the like the big differences between. Um, uh, someone that's that's teaching a class or uh, a, a professional teacher as opposed to someone that's just putting a video out there to say, oh, yeah, this is how I, I did this thing. And I think a lot of people will watch one of those kind of, this is how I did that thing videos and go, oh, right, now I know everything. And it's, no, you don't, because you you don't know all those little it's, nuances. Yes, it's, it's that and also, uh, you know, some of my general stinkiness or uh, pessimism about things is it's it's not just it's almost like what al said a minute ago where it's the, it's like the teacher and the student right and how how the teacher teaches how the student learns all this if the person watching that video if their reaction is oh well i know how to do that now <laughs> i feel like it is almost a one-to-one designation of uh if you asked that person how are you doing that thing? Because they watched that video and now they're going to do the thing. Somebody else comes along and goes, right. How did you learn how to do that? Or where did you see that? They'll go, <laughs> Oh, this guy that I watched knows everything and is the smartest person. So I'm just translating if they're even, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for. If they're modest enough to pass that on and say that they learn from somebody else rather than like, mm. because I'm amazing and I'm just good yeah. at learning how to do things. If they pass that on to the person that they watched, I feel like it's very often that that person that they watch becomes a professional educator or or they are so well learned because the thing that they told me to do, I did and it worked. And that makes me a bit 
upset sometimes because it is not um it's not always the way i do it is the right way or the only way and i i know we've said this and repeated it plenty of times but i really like the way that uh i've had some conversations with ben about it and he always says the same thing this isn't the way to do it it's the way i do it and yeah. he makes a very strong point to <clears throat> to say that like you can do this however you want. And you can also watch the other 400 videos that have to do with this pouring of concrete or whatever the hell it is. So it just so happens to be the way that I do it. This, this is why I, I feel like the why question is such an important thing because if you don't understand why you're doing something, then you can't, um, you can't actually make a judgment call as to whether it is the right way well, yeah, you, you can't it prove that it technique. you can't yeah. prove it if you don't understand the why exactly um and it means if you if you understand the why like if i'm if i'm saying to brett like oh this is why we heat treat this is how it works this is what it's actually doing this is why we do it in this way then if if i don't do all of that then he can't then go all right okay well i get that for a knife but for a chisel i want a slightly different thing so i'm going to heat treat it in a slightly different way like if you don't if you don't know the why, then you're just going to do, you're going to repeat the same action, expecting a slightly different outcome because you want a different outcome um, rather than going, well, I need to tweak this technique for, for what I'm doing. And if you don't understand that technique, then you can't, you don't have that knowledge to, to make those tweaks. I remember uh, yeah. we were, um, at, at Rory's class at Jimmy's and I was, I think I was teaching um, Tyler and Eric at the same time. Yeah. And you were there, Steve, and we were just sat watching them. And Tyler was hitting um, just a piece of flat bar, and it was curling up as he was hitting yeah. it. And he was thinking, "The more I need to, I need it to go down, so I'm going to keep yeah. hitting it." And we didn't say anything; we just kind of let him. Yeah. And, and I just kind of pointed us like, "Turn it over," and you hit it that way. And he kind of paused and thought for a moment, and then it was only when you realised that it's equal opposite forces. So if you're hitting yeah. down on a on a, on something, the anvil's hitting up. Yeah, and it was only when that penny dropped in his head, it was like that's why the metal's coming towards me, even though I'm hitting yeah. it away from me. <laughs> yeah. and, it was, and and then all of a sudden, it just had like a domino effect, and and then all these yeah. decisions from then on changed because he understood the why. Yeah, instead of getting frustrated or like overexerting yourself to try and do something that the metal doesn't want to do, it was just that that penny drop moment of like, oh right, yeah. the anvil's also pushing up. So that's why he made a hold, and then he made a yeah. hold fast, and was just yeah. like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I know and then he was just like, "All right, now, yeah. now I get it." But no, yeah. literally, that was that was the watershed moment. Yeah, and, and all it took was just me to just spin my finger like that, and, point <laughs> it. and he was like, "All oh, right, yeah, of course." Yeah, and like I think that that's what separates us from just being a flesh and blood CNC. Like a CNC, you program it; it does the thing, and if you know, if it's carving out a bit of MDF and the MDF's got a fault in it, and it breaks, and it goes off to one side, the machine's just going to carry on doing the same thing regardless, and it's going to get a shitty result. Whereas if someone's routing that out by hand, and it breaks, they're going to go, okay, I need to adjust for that. Like, You think they'd put some sort of like fucking really cheap camera in a CNC with a little bit of like object recognition software, so that doesn't happen every single time? Well, you, you How difficult so, would that be? They've got a shaper, very... shaper does it. Yeah. Why don't they just put it in? Oh, or a pressure sensor on the bit. Oh, suddenly <laughs> I'm not fucking drilling anything. That's weird. I haven't finished my <laughs> yet. 
or the, the the load has just doubled. That's weird. I better stop automatically. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm just ruining everything. <laughs> anyway. uh, you, you sounded like you had a real personal issue with that. Not really, because I, I don't have CNC and I have no, absolutely no desire to do on CNC, but I yeah. see a lot of people getting frustrated with those sorts of things. It's like, well, it sounds like it's a simple fix, but... Yeah. But no, I mean, and, and like I say, I think like just having the ability to to modify what you're doing because you understand the process is that's when you that's that's when you learn something like 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 guitar for example like if if someone can play a tune on the guitar but they can only play one tune like it no matter how well they can play it if they can only ever play that one tune if they can't then go well, actually, I'm going to change that, and I'm going to I'm going to write my own music, or I'm going to play this other song, or I'm going to do whatever. Like, if they don't understand why what they're doing, if they're literally just going, oh, I know my finger needs to go here, and this needs to do that, and that's it. Like, if that's all they understand, then they're never going to progress. They're never going to be able to do anything with it. And I would argue that they they don't know how to play guitar. They know how to play that song. The same as you know, if um, if someone's making boxes in their workshop and all they ever do is make wooden boxes i would argue that they're not necessarily a woodworker they're just a, someone that makes boxes like I, I have i have no idea how to play the piano but i've got muscle memory to play moonlight sonata yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, probably hate me but like it it is it, a, a no understanding of of left hand mm. versus right hand or anything like that but i've just i just practiced that one thing so many times that literally my fingers just do it automatically yeah it's muscle memory yeah. Right, but you also don't go around in argument. You also not going around going, "Uh, I'm a pianist." Play that same song. It, yeah. But it, but it is a very simple thing in our in our social media space where you'll see somebody that does the one thing. Oxy room tables. Yeah, they continue doing the same fucking thing, and then they gain success from it, and then they are perceived as a professional at whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. They ride it they ride the success wave and it's all well and, and good but that that's one of the, the, the personal perspective thing like i want to know that i can talk to the person that plays moonlight sonata and go oh do you are you a piano player and like ah no i'm just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like totally fine what else are you into like at yeah. least they have the the modesty or the you know moral stance to yeah. not tout that i just I feel like more often than not, we see people that are professional whatevers because they've gained a certain degree of respect and or following. And, yeah. and you just kind of go, yeah, but I don't know if like I, I don't believe in that thing or like they don't know the why. I feel like if they can't yeah. answer the why, then I, well, I don't know why I have to listen to them as the like that, leader. That, that's kind of one of the reasons why I say that most build videos aren't instructional because most people that are doing them, it's the first time they've ever done that project or that technique or that whatever. And they're not, they're not necessarily professional woodworkers or professional blacksmiths or professional machinists or whatever. They're just doing it because it's what they do. Like I, a perfect example of someone doing that right would be um, Blondie Hacks. So her, um, her series on using her mini lathe, I learned more in the first. That's <laughs> Uh, I learned more in the first like two, three videos of that than I have of watching so many other people uh, on YouTube that use lathes. And like, like Jimmy, for example, 
don't me wrong, I love Jim to bits, and he is annoyingly good at almost everything, including blacksmithing. Like he he has a talent for being able to figure out these problems, but I would not want to take a blacksmithing lesson from him um, because it's it's not something that he's um, proficient at. He he can he can turn a piece of metal into a really interesting shape or a really cool thing, um, but he doesn't necessarily know why it's doing that or why he has to do the heatry or anything like that. He doesn't because he doesn't he doesn't give a shit. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, I would 100 percent consult him about the the design aspect of it or that oh what do you think about this or what do you think about that and and it's great having people that um that have a little bit of like enough knowledge to be dangerous because they can come up with an idea that is completely fucking ridiculous and you're sitting there going but no you you can't do that that's fucking dumb because of this reason and that reason and that but reason. If, if, if you watch if but, you watch jimmy smith in he's basically doing what he'd be doing with a grinder and a welder yeah, he's doing it by just moving it around with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's totally not what you you do. Yeah, but he that, still gets to where he wants to be, which is the glory yeah. of it. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean, though. Is having that that enough knowledge to be dangerous is is fucking great because if you've got enough knowledge to know the whys, then that that can be something that holds you back. That can stop you from going. Actually, fuck it. Yeah, I am going to make a spaceship yeah. out of wrought iron or do whatever because you you have this knowledge that kind of weighs you down and holds you back and yeah. and says no no you can't do that because of this whereas having someone that's that doesn't necessarily know that why you shouldn't do it is going no oh, fuck it let, let's do this it'll be glorious it'll be great it'll be fun like that that is one of the dangers of like like a dead art is that yeah. if everything is so established and so yeah. well understood and so scientific almost yeah that that you're not you know you've there's very little opportunity for that maverick to come in and go, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <it."> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and I think like the the having those mavericks coming in and going, you know what? Fuck it. Is is fucking great because it, it adds a whole new level of creativity and excitement and um potential to like you say, something that is otherwise stagnating. Right. And I... that <laughs> is spiffing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Sab. Sab, which means I'm going first. Uh, so I was going to, um, I was going to spiff tea outdoors, Mike, because he came to the workshop and there was that association there and everything like that. But he's got like a million and a half followers, so <laughs> bollocks for that. Um, but he is fucking great and his videos are really good so if you haven't seen him go check him out um but i am gonna spiff someone whose name i i feel like i should know but i only know his instagram handle um and that's uh make a geek i'm pretty sure we've talked about him on the podcast before um but he's making a remote controlled um like camera dolly thing that uh, that goes up and down and side to side and all over the place and it's fucking awesome and I've been getting super uh, like gear envy every time uh, he puts a thing up of it and like the look on his face the first time in the first post where it's actually working 
like the look of just like this is fucking cool uh, <laughs> on his face is amazing and he makes all kinds of um weird and wonderful projects as well like everything from like 3d printing leather work um fabrication uh, i'm just scrolling down through and i've just seen the world's most massive yorkshire pudding um <laughs> so like uh yeah woodwork and all sorts of bits um and every uh everyone i know that's interacted with him has always said that like he's super helpful super nice and friendly um and yeah he 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 needs more uh he needs more love so if you're not already following him go follow make a geek on instagram and youtube um yeah there you go right uh was it sab it was sab so that means you're next um i don't know if this is a respiff steve will tell me because he's good at remembering those things uh dear river craftsman yeah we've talked about him before so mark um mark mark marky mark marky mark and the funky bunch um very nice woodwork um i don't know how you'd describe it custom fine furniture don't say high-end furniture because neil mckinley will get angry um <laughs> but really nice stuff but basically his his latest project was making a live edge table um so it kind of obviously caught my eye because that's what i spent the last couple of weeks making um but he obviously has made it properly and he's he, he's got all the right tools and it's all it's very it's really cute and tiny it would be like the footstool to to my table yeah. um but he's 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 just done it properly and everything's just really neat and really nicely designed really crisp um i think it's out of pine i want to say red pine um but it's just nice to see kind of like similar techniques um but obviously someone who understands the reason behind doing things in a certain way um yeah and i've got kind of workshop envy just for this the size of his workshop oh, and the tools God. he's got but um, and the location of his work it's lovely it's yeah his channel, his channel is really nice um he makes some really nice projects and uh it's just worth a watch so yeah go and check him out dear river craftsman is he does more on his instagram than he does on his youtube um yeah i guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles yeah um Hats. i i i think i was lying actually because uh we haven't ever spiffed him apparently oh. um but we have definitely thought about him a load right uh yeah, Mark's fucking, he's ace. Uh, I got a lot of time for Mark. Um, and um, yeah, some of the stuff that he makes is just beautiful. And it's he's... really simple, but it's just all like really yeah. clean, like clean lines and just the right proportions. Yeah. Like, th- did you see the uh, the humidor that he made the other day? Yes. Which... Anything cigar and whiskey related is, is yeah. Brilliant. Well, that that was the thing is he put that out and then like two days later or something, I had the memory pop up on Facebook or Instagram or something where uh, we had cigars and whiskeys. Ah, oh, nice. After um, the good life, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that could have been us. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Mark's fucking ace. Go, go, give him some love. Uh, Brett, you are next. That's me. So for the first time. Maybe ever I'm going to spiff a blacksmith that Steve is not following on Instagram because oh he told me so. But Alex Polsher is. And if that says anything about this human, it means you should go and follow. So uh, this was actually a. Oh man, I don't even know how I got suggested this, but um, goat in 
Hammer is a is a gentleman in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a blacksmithing shop. Oh, I know how I found it. It was through Coal Ironworks. He has a, an insane hydraulic press that he got custom made through them, and uh, something with Coal Ironworks in the last couple of days led me to his Instagram profile. And he's been doing these uh, Instagram like TV or whatever the reels thing where you can do a mm-hmm. long format, and he's doing little challenges for these videos uh, where it's it's like thirteen minutes to try and punch a hole through two inches of solid steel in one heat or something like that, and it doesn't exactly go well. But he's a professional blacksmith. He happens to wear a kilt, which I think is brilliant, but. I watched a handful of the longer format things on the Instagram TV and um, there's the little challenge ones that he's been doing, which are kind of fun to watch. But then there's also some tutorial driven stuff in there where uh, he has the chalkboard behind him, goes through every process. Like, here's the material I'm starting with. Here's what I'm going to do stepwise. And then also showing a few different ways to use the anvil or very minimal, minimal tooling. I think to really drive home the idea that you can do these shapes or these things using little to no tooling aside from your hammer and anvil. Um, and I think he answers a lot of the why in these conversations too, or, or when he's talking to the camera, it's like, Oh, we have to do a set down. We do that so that we can do this. And then we do this. Like it's very process driven, but he has a lot of fun with it. And I think he's got a pretty fun personality admittedly do not know i have never met you know just found out about him through instagram so i'm still intrigued to just kind of see what happens going forward and if he continues to do these more tutorial driven longer format videos on instagram but seems great it's followed by a lot of other good talented blacksmiths and uh i i really like them i think they're specifically Mm. doing the instagram thing because they are unable to host classes in the same capacity that they used to. Um, so I'm really appreciating getting some new knowledge from watching this talented gentleman. Nice. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I'm just looking down through his uh, his feed, and he's got some really, really nice stuff on there. Um, yeah, try, give yourself a, a few minutes, try and watch one of his longer format little challenge videos, man. They're, yeah. they're pretty fun, and I think he has a little bit of a the punching multiple holes through such a big piece of steel, I think it was hilarious because he just, spoiler alert, absolutely does not achieve the goal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, good shout. Uh, cool. Is there any other business? I've got two helpings of any other business. Go Ooh. on then. The first is a slight rebrand and amendment to last week's uh, Al's Anime Corner. Um, this is not an official. Uh, section. This is just an amendment to last week. Yeah. Um, it will be called Al's Anime Almanac, just because that sounds better. Ooh, alliteration. And oh. I have a slight amendment. Uh, as of next week in the UK, Akira is coming back to cinemas. Oh my god! So, cinemas? Yes, so they've got a new Ooh. digital pressing, whatever the fucking, whatever you call it, 4K um, Yeah. Upscaling, whatever. Yeah, um, of Akira, so keep an eye out in your local cinema. I don't know if it'll probably be in like art house ones, um, 
Oh, well, no, maybe not. Maybe it'd probably be in uh, multiplex as well because they've got fuck all else on. Yeah. Um, just keep your eyes peeled for Akira in October. Um, and the other piece of any other business, if you're not one of the 4 million subscribers who in three days have signed up to follow this yeah, one person on Instagram, yes. get the fucking done. The greatest man on planet Earth is on Instagram. Um, and if you're not following David Attenborough, go and follow him. It's just a, a beautiful addition to the platform. Um, and it, it, it means you don't have to sit and watch television because he's on Instagram now. I yeah. love it. That it's like four days. <laughs> four days, four posts, 4.3 4 million. Yeah. million people. Yeah. yeah. Fucking legend. Um, I, that was actually one of my um, AOBs <laughs> as well. Uh, I'm... I, I just love the fact that it like he appeared from nowhere and everyone I know that's seen it has got super excited. They're like, oh my god, he's <laughs> finally. Um so yeah, I'm I'm super hopeful that he becomes like the most uh popular um person on Instagram. <laughs> that would that would just that would give me hope, hope for humanity if they're yeah. just like, Oh, yeah. uh, David Anborough took over Instagram. You're like, Oh, thank yeah. god. Uh, yeah, yeah, someone worth trending is trending. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, Brett, before I go into mine, do you have any AOBs? Uh, I don't believe so. Cool. Uh, right, two for me then, because uh, I stole my exciting one. Um, I, I say that, these two are quite exciting as well. Um, so, obviously, Maker Camp is not on, uh, but mm. it's on Instagram Live. Uh, there's loads of people, loads of really cool makers uh, doing stuff. It is predominantly blacksmith-related, um, but that's because blacksmithing is more exciting than woodworking. So, what are you going to do? Um, Ooh, shots fired. So, yeah, if uh, if you want to go check out the uh, Maker Camp uh, Instagram, which is at the Maker Camp. I think. Um, but yeah, everyone's going to be doing uh, live streams on there on the 7th, 8th and 9th or 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, go go follow it before Makers Camp is supposed to be on, which is the week after next. Uh, because there's going to be really cool shit going on. Um, the other one is for those of you who don't necessarily check Facebook very often and are in the Fools of Tools group. Um, Ellen has launched the Woo! Fools of Tools treasure trade for this year, which uh, is scary because it's not actually that far away now. Um, I might spend less than a hundred hours doing it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may not do a two-part video series making a miniature blade yeah. with a puppet. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to get involved in that, then uh, go sign up. Um, and if you're not already following Ellen, which you should be, go give her some love as well because she puts a hell of a lot of work into this. Um, and yeah, it, if if you want to join in, go join in because it's, it's fucking great fun um, and it's good for everyone. But yes, that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, I was I was delaying because I was trying to remember what I was going to say. Uh, and the, what I was going to say was. It's starting a little bit earlier this year because uh, global shipping is a bit of a shit at the moment. So we're giving ourselves a little bit more time for delivery because, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, 
go check it out. Uh, not only do you get to make a thing and get a thing, but you potentially get to make some more friends, which is always oh, super lovely. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, adieu, adieu, adieu. Adieu. And you, it's got like a Y after the D. Adieu. Adieu. Uh, oh, tiny bit of um, A or B. If you've come across something called an Amazon exclusive called Utopia, it's not an Amazon exclusive. It's a remake of a British TV show, which is fucking amazing. So if you watch the original show, it's a million times better. And it's called Utopia. Where, where, where can you find the original show? What's the premise it's of It's also show? on uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, if you've you not seen Utopia. No. It was on Channel 4. It's fucking amazing. It's a comic book, and they've turned it into a show. It's only like... 10 episodes long or something. Ooh. It's incredibly violent and horrific, but it's kind of like a dark comedy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I, I might have to check that out. Um, what was this? Oh, yeah. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on YouTube at The Forge UK. Uh, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack. Uh, when I was at the beach last night, there was a, uh, a snack shack called The Snack Shack. And I nearly took a photo for you. Um, well, good thing you did. Yeah. Because that would have been too kind of you. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, uh, I did. Oh, did I? Shit, I didn't send you the picture. I got to send you a picture now of a boat. Um, yeah, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Falls of Tools, just put it into Google. Um, uh, that's it. We love you all. Uh, I'm going to go send this picture of a boat to Al, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.